Hello, hello. Welcome back to my Big Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Tina K. <laughs> Are you tired of me saying this? Um, I need like intro music and maybe a new... Well, I have to keep the intro now, but I definitely need intro music. Did you know that there's such thing as a signature sound? You probably do, but I think it's interesting. Just like I think speaking and voices and accents and stuff is interesting there's also signature sounds for specific podcasts like call her daddy has that tune in the beginning you know you know what i'm talking about i need one of those i don't know how to get one though (laughs) i don't know how to get one but like i said i'm doing my research um so where are we today okay it's wednesday and this podcast should have been up already but you know me anyway i'm here I'm just going to post it later without without visual. No big deal. I think this episode, I'm just going to do hot topics because there's so many that I want to talk about. But a lot of the hot topics have to do with, I guess, a main point of de-influencing and people being exhausted with influencers and lavish lifestyles. I've touched on this before. You've definitely heard me say this, that all around people are kind of tired of seeing the ultra luxury and ultra extravagance while people are heading into a recession and jobs are being cut like this is a thing right so i some of the topics kind of lead into that so i guess that is the main point but yeah that's what we're gonna do today um let's go over what i'm drinking i have a seltzer (laughs) Remember, I was like, I'm not going to drink as much seltzer because I want to drink water. (laughs) I have a seltzer. I have just a can. Listen, the Trader Joe's seltzer cans, they don't always have a lot of flavors, but I love the blueberry lemonade one. It doesn't taste like lemonade. What does it taste like? Hold on. To me, it just kind of tastes like a little bit of lemon in seltzer. (laughs) (laughs) And they have another one that I haven't seen. I think it's like cranberry lime. That one's even better. But I like their seltzer. I love that they have the bigger bottles. I think it's like a liter bottle or a half liter bottle for, it's 79 cents. Oh my God, the prices for food shopping. Trader Joe's prices pretty much look the same to me. Not on everything though, obviously, you know, like eggs and stuff, but The eggs at Trader Joe's aren't as expensive as eggs in other supermarkets. So I think that's kind of their thing of what they're trying to do. They keep their costs down by not having a lot of other shit. They're kind of like going to a market, but more supermarket vibe to it. You know, did you notice that they don't have like a lot of compute? They don't have anything computerized or whatever. So anyways, their prices seem to be staying the same. I just want to throw that in there, that if you're not a Trader Joe's shopper, but you notice the supermarket prices are just out of control, maybe find a Trader Joe's by you if you have one. I know there's a lot, but their prices seem to be somewhat the same. Like when we were going to a market, oh my God, so expensive. Stop and shop so expensive. And I do the Instacart too. The Instacart was expensive. Amazon Fresh. Like I do a lot of um, the online ordering because I just find that it's easier, you know. But no, (laughs) the prices were out of control. And I was like, let me check out Trader Joe's because their prices might be the same. And they were. So 
if you've thought about that, that's my recommendation. Nobody acts, but you know. So I'm drinking a Trader Joe's seltzer in the can. I love a fresh drink from a can. I don't know if that's gross, but I do. I use a straw with it though. And I have an iced coffee. I have it in my Wawa cup because then, you know, it just doesn't melt as fast. I like the Starbucks tumblers, but holy shit, it just melts so much faster and then it's watery and disgusting. I have my Wawa cup and I'm drinking coffee that I made. Oh yeah, I told you, I have the cold brew maker. It's actually pretty good. My only complaint is I think my caffeine isn't strong enough because I'm, I've graduated to like really needing <laughs> espresso. Just not a darker roast, but a stronger caffeine. So I'm gonna look up if there is like a supercharged. Let me know. Someone told me Cafe Bustello is super strong, but let me tell you, that is too bitter for me, okay? I feel like that makes your pee burn and it's way too bad. <laughs> I used to drink that when I worked on Wall Street for obvious reasons. I don't drink as much caffeine now as I did then, but I feel like I'm getting close, especially in January. Holy shit. I'm finding it so hard to have energy because it's shitty every single fucking day lately. It's raining way more. Oh my God, I'm a ball of complaints. Let me drink some more coffee. I haven't been caffeinated enough today. All right, let's just get into it. One, <laughs> I watch the Ghislaine Max. Is that how you say her name? Ghislaine, Ghislaine, whatever. The Giz, I'm going to say Ghislaine Maxwell interview. It was on, I think it was a British news show, right? So it's not as easy to find. I don't know. I thought it wasn't as e easy to find. I thought I'd be able to find it. But I had to go to YouTube. Thank God it was there, like the full version. I couldn't even finish the full version. Okay. I just couldn't. It was so boring. And I'm fascinated with the case because there's such, it's so deeply rooted into our American politics as well as the United King Kingdom politics. Like this runs so deep, this pedo ring. I also have a personal interest and I told you, I was talking to a friend and I was talking to my boyfriend about this. I want to talk about <laughs> how I have a degree of connection, not a close connection. I was not sex trafficked by them at all, no. But after discussing it with them, it's like not worth even talking about because that's how sketch this is. That's how deep and sketch this is. It's very creepy and weird, but I do have a, an interest in it because of that and I want to know you know I'm following the case it the fucking interview was so boring I can't even remember who had the who held the interview I'm sorry it was and it wasn't boring because of the interviewer it was boring because she is full of shit she's full of shit okay she was basically I'll just give you the rundown <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing but straight off the beginning I was like this is just oh. it was very poor me it was very entitled rich person not taking accountability she basically misses her best quote best friend jeffrey and there was nothing to it besides her just saying that she didn't do anything and these people are responsible for themselves and she i think she also said something like if they have a problem they should blame the police like what the fuck i could even get i can't it was so stupid to me it was just that it was a shitty jail call with someone who had no information to provide which what was she gonna say 
in my opinion, you're already locked up. I think she has plans to get out sooner than the public would like her to be out. And that's why she's not going to say anything incriminating. I also believe maybe she held this interview as part of her plan to get out. And maybe somebody not to like, you know, I don't go deep into the conspiracies just because that's like a very, I've told you, that's a very slippery slope into the QAnon depths of the world, okay? So I don't go that deep into conspiracy theories. I used to love them just because it's interesting to like look for secrets, you know, but I think her interview is partially part of her plan to get herself out and maybe someone in a higher position set her up with this interview and yeah, just to try to like an attempt to put some things to rest. However, I think the British media, is that what it's called the British media? I have to ask my friend. I think they don't fully have a grasp on how Americans take in media and how we question things. Like we we do it completely differently. I think in the UK, that interview will work. I do. I don't think that would work here. So that's my thoughts on it. I think it was... Meaning work as in try to push her narrative of like she's innocent in all the, all of this, especially because Jeffrey Epstein is dead now. No matter how he died, whatever people's theories are on how he died or if he's still alive or whatever it may be, he's not present. OK, dead, alive, fake death, suicide, murder, whatever she. Oh, that's another thing. She thinks he was murdered. I mean, come on. I feel like that one's fucking obvious, but um. I have a pillow on my chair and I'm like fidgeting, of course. <laughs> I'm trying to fit. I need a new chair. I'm trying to fit myself onto this chair with the pillow. Okay. She thinks he was murdered. Yada, yada. It's all the same shit that you would expect her to say. I thought maybe I wanted to watch it because I'm thinking like, girl, you're already in jail. Like you might as well spill all the fucking tea. <laughs> Just like let loose. But no, I think she didn't say much that would be of interest to any of us or any type of truths, because I think the most honest thing she said was that she thinks Jeffrey was murdered, Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. But I think she was holding back because she plans to get out. I know there was a document released about who were, who their clients were, because they allegedly, I don't know what's been proven or not proven, so I have to say allegedly, allegedly they were running a a sex trafficking ring specifically to people in power or rich people, whatever. And I think part of this is like, well, who the fuck were the customers? Because we need to know. Because if it was presidents, if it was people in charge, like we need to know that type of shit. And I believe a document was released, but so much of it was blacked out because it's considered to be, um, what's that word? I know you're screaming it at me. Confidential. <laughs> it's considered to be confidential. So it's like you really didn't tell us anything at all. And usually when something is blacked out of a, do of a government document, it means that if, if the public were to find out the uproar and the negative side effects, the, the negative consequences to that would outweigh actually knowing. You know what I mean? Like, that's how the Republic works. They can't, there's reasons they don't tell us everything. It's because 
society would just be a fucking disaster, you know? I mean, that's what they say. Who knows what the truth is? So the fucking interview was boring. It was boring. There was nothing in there that was like, oh my God, ground. you would know about it. It would be, it would be profound information. And it's not. It was basically just her being like, I didn't do shit. <laughs> and I really thought she would give some more information. Like I really thought maybe, oh, maybe this is it. And, and, she'll, and she'll say her piece and whatever. No, none of that. So I think she, my new prediction is I think she'll be out sooner than she should be. So let me know if you watched and what you think. I found it on YouTube. Um, I don't know where else it's streaming. I just typed in Ghislaine Maxwell jail call interview. And that's how I found that the full thing was there. I, who knows if it's still up? Um, oh, what's the other one? Okay. Where do I begin? So much has come out since I like wrote. I have a note sheet. So much has happened since I wrote my note sheet. Okay. I guess I'll start with the smaller things. I have like a little list of all the stuff I want to talk shit about. This is like a very let's gossip, bitch, okay? This is not a peace and positive. If you're in a peace and positivity mindset right now, move right along. We're gossiping today, okay? We're talking shit today. Kylie Jenner wore that lion head. I believe the designer is Scarapelli. Scarapelli. Let me pull it up. (laughs) Did I butcher that? I thought you went to fashion school. Yeah, I did. Doesn't mean I'm not a fucking idiot. I still am. And I barely graduated. I was fighting for my life to graduate. Okay. Scarapelli. Okay. The, The fashion weeks in, where is it? Paris and Spain are happening right now. And Kylie Jenner is in her luxury fashion era she is like out and about I guess she's you know she's done having the kids and she's wearing which I think she looks beautiful I think she's I think this is good like I like seeing this from her even though it's a little bit dystopian and we'll get into that so Kylie Jenner wore that big fake lion head on a beautiful black dress to the fashion show so I guess there's two points to this gossip people are flipping the fuck out and saying that it promotes hunting I'm sorry I can't get on that I just, hold on, I gotta take a tissue. My nose is running a little bit because it's fucking raining and snowing at the same time. And I I was outside walking her and when it's cold, my nose runs. You know how it is. People are saying like, oh, this is promoting hunting. I can't, I'm sorry. You know, I love animals. I love exotic animals. I don't, there's a spider in the fucking kitchen. I'm not even killing him. Do you know what I mean? Like I get it, but what the fuck? I literally have a fucking zebra leather coat. It was thrifted. A vintage, by the way, leather zebra trench coat I'm looking at. You think when I wear that, it's promoting fucking hunting? That that shit was made in the fucking 90s. Like, stop, okay? If you want to have a problem with Kylie Jenner, just say that. (laughs) Just say that. Just be honest. If you want, okay, here's a lesson we could take for today. If you want to talk shit about someone, Don't try to feed me some bullshit that it's because they're doing something morally incorrect. Just admit that you want to talk shit and then we could talk shit. Like, I'm not going to indulge with you if you can't be honest about why you want to, okay? People just want to hate her. She's young. She's a billionaire. She's a nepotism baby. We know what that is now. She had everything handed to her. She did not have to struggle. We get it. It's fucking annoying. It's horrible. It's so fucking 
off-putting, especially when most of us, most of us have to live in the real, real world, were raised in the real world, and had to struggle at some point or still struggling now. It's fucking irritating, right? But that big old lion head is not going to make people go fucking hunt. <laughs> like, stop, stop. Think of something. Think of something new to say. I think she looked great. I think the funnier part of this gossip, which I think should have been discussed more, is that she showed up to the fashion show. Here's how this works. When a huge, she's a huge celebrity. Can we say that? I would say that she's A-list. You let me know what you think. I have to put the tissue down. Do you hear me holding it? Um, She showed up to the fashion show, obviously front row, debuting this lion head dress. She wasn't going to show up in one of the regular on the market dresses or dressed by somebody else or an old outfit. No, she was going to wear something that is off the runway while everybody on the runway wears something else. Like it's part of the marketing for the show. She was sitting there and here comes a model walking down the fucking runway in the same fucking dress. Now that to me is the real hot topic because I don't know. I'm very skeptical skeptical about everything right now, but I don't know if that was on purpose to go viral. That's the thing. Bad press is still press and it's so easy to go viral when something is like dripping in fucking hot gossip. Do you know what I mean? Like you're, it's easier to go viral and get views on the topic and just let people fight it out in the comments about like who's right and who's wrong than to go viral for something good. So I'm thinking partially like maybe that was a setup to get the fashion show to go viral, to have more eyes on the show because, you know, or they told her she would be the one that was supposed to be wearing it and only her and then sent a model down the runway wearing the same thing anyway and kind of set her up. And she was nodding her head like, oh, okay, okay, you fucking set me up. And then looked at her phone and immediately started texting. <laughs> like, bitch, who cares? I just think it's like, I find this type of shit interesting for no reason. I mean, I find a bunch of shit interesting, but I found it interesting. Like, oh, shit, did they set her up to come to the show, wear this big old lion head because she's Kylie Jenner. Everyone's taking pictures. Everyone's talking shit about the controversy of like, oh, it's promoting hunting. It's not promoting hunting. And really, the realty is that she was supposed to be the only one wearing that. And now a model walked down the runway in it. Anyway, the next day or a couple days later in Paris Fashion Week, she wore, let me get the name of that one now too. I think she looked beautiful. I reposted it because I had no idea what her necklace was. (laughs) So I apologize for that. I had no idea that this was the necklace. So she was wearing this beautiful blue dress. Oh, Jimashi with the pink sparkly boots, which I wish I didn't have fucking huge ass calves because I love those. Listen to me right now. If I didn't have chunky calves, the boots I would own, I would have nothing but boots. I would not be able to pay any bills. I would have nothing but boots. I love boots. <laughs> I just can't wear the designer ones because they don't make them for people like me. Anyway, she wore this beautiful bright blue dress fully covered her body's fully co- I love outfits like that where it's sexy but you you're fully covered up and these bright pink boots she looked amazing except if you zoom in you will see 
that on her neck, the necklace looks like a noose. That I was like, what the fuck? I didn't even know that. Because on her Instagram pictures, you would have to zoom in. Like at first glance, you're like, oh my God, those fucking boots are sick. But then when you zoom in, because people noticed it and started writing that up as well, then I was like, oh my God. Now, I don't know if that's a reach because it's like, what? Like, I'm sure she's not trying to promote racism, having two children who are half black. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that's not the messaging, but it's also like everything. When you wear outfits to Fashion Week, when you are that famous and you have a stylist, everything is handpicked. It's very hard for things to slip through the cracks. So you're telling me nobody saw that and was like, yeah, no, let's pick a different necklace or don't wear one at all. Like, just don't wear a fucking necklace. We didn't even fucking like in the in the image from far away, you don't even see it. That's what I mean. I didn't even see. I obviously deleted that I put it on my story, but I didn't even notice it right away. But people fucking noticed. And that part, I'm like, yeah, no, that was like not a good fucking call. But do I think she's a malicious person? No. Again, we don't know if she did that to just, well, why would you want to be in the press for that? Mm, I think it was a bad call. I also think they're going to... I mean, I don't know if she put out a statement, but I also think they're going to say some shit like, obviously, it's not a noose. But when you zoom in close, it, it does. It looks a little bit like Glenn. It does a little bit. It does. Um, but I mostly wanted to talk about it because of the very blatant extravagance of the fashion weeks, like Doja Cat. Okay. Part of Doja Cat, did you see Doja Cat? Doja Cat was covered head to toe for the Scarapelli, Scarapelli, Scarapelli show in red crystals. She basically looked like a skin rash. I'm sorry, that's so rude, but it does. It looks like a skin infection, head to toe, but it's a high fashion look. It is not for the male. It's, oh, excuse me, I'm taking so much air because I'm getting passionate. <laughs> it's not for the male gaze. It's not for, it's not to be sexy. Doja Cat is really putting in work to be known as like a high fashion, making it art type of person. I think that's like the next step in her career that she wants to take. She really, not in like a Lady Gaga way, just to be shocking. I think she wants to be a part of being extravagant and being high fashion. But somebody brought this up on TikTok and I was like, holy shit, it's so Hunger Games. People can't afford the $7 cartons of food. People are losing their jobs. They're not making money. Tax season's coming up. It is such a complex time in our world and it's we're heading into a recession. So people say, I don't know if that's true or not. Heading into a recession, people are struggling to pay their bills. And here these people, here these celebrities are wearing the most extravagant fucking outfits to just fashion week just because they're famous just to promote more outfits that cost $20,000. Like these aren't clothes that you're going to see in Target. These are clothes that are going to trickle down into Nordstrom's and Saks and other celebrities are going to have to have style stylists request it from the designers and pay not only their stylist $20,000, they have to pay a lot of a retainer for their stylist on top of if they want to keep the clothes tons and tons of money just pouring into clothing that goes on their body. It is so fucking dystopian. 
And I was thinking it, and then someone put it into great words, saying it's like the Hunger Games, and then pulled up a picture of... I never watched the Hunger Games completely. But if you did, you'll know what I'm talking about. The Hunger Games is like between rich and poor. It's like a huge gap. And the rich wear these extravagant, insane outfits, right? While the poor is fighting for their lives, literally. And it literally looks like that. It was so fucking dystopian. And they kept showing these images of Kylie wearing an extreme outfit with the lion head and Doja wearing Doja wearing an extreme outfit with the red crystals all over her and the red makeup. She was covered head to toe. You got to look it up. You got to look up the pictures. And I was like, holy shit. It's very, when you put it like that, it's very creepy. So I don't mean to like bring the mood down, but it does go into the topic of de-influencing and not wanting to witness this extreme wealth while other people are struggling. It's it's so off-putting. It's so tone deaf that it's irritating. So that's why I wanted to bring that up as well. And then I wanted to bring up the Tart Trip. Okay. I know that um a lot of you followed me from me being a beauty influencer. I still am kind of I'm a beauty content creator, influencer, whatever. Now I'm more of a podcast host and entertainment or just, I don't even know. I don't know what anyone would label me at this point. I don't even think the label's important, but I'm guessing because you followed me from that, you do know a bit about the beauty industry. So this past week, there was a tart trip. Now, all of the new TikTok girlies were blown away by this tar trip. Oh my God, it's so expensive. They're going to Dubai. The Dubai flights cost $20,000 for the first class suites. And ah, uh, Tart has always been doing this. So I want to break down some of the truth behind these influencer trips because I not only know about it from being an influencer, but I know about it from being a brand consultant, marketing consultant. And just the back end of these things. Okay, first of all, it is very likely that Tart did not have to spend that much money to do this trip. Because I know people were counting it up because it's fascinating. They took 50 people and those 50 people had it. were able to have a plus one. On top of the plus ones, they had a beautiful room. They had business class flights on Emirates. And then obviously like food and drinks provided for them. Tons of Tart product in the room. It does sound like it would cost so much fucking money to send people on this trip. However, they didn't go for that long. They went for like four days. And the four days they went that by the time they left, the following day, I think the day they all left, Beyonce was performing that night. So this tells me it was scheduled specifically for the lineup of Beyonce performing. Now, why was Beyonce performing at the same place? Beyonce was performing at the same place because they're opening a new hotel in the area. The UA, is it the UAE? They work with travel influencers and they work to promote where they are and to attract tourists to the area because that's what their economy is. They don't have oil there. The economy is people traveling. Everything is luxurious. This is a type of trip you take 
once in a lifetime, if even that. Like, I don't even know if I could ever even go to Dubai. It's so luxurious. It's super expensive to be there. The hotels cost tons of money. It's it's for extreme opulence. It's not for like, oh, let's get an Airbnb in Miami. No, no, no. This is like next level, like above Bora Bora type of shit, right? So they need to attract a certain type of person to come there to float their economy. Now they're opening a new hotel that's going to employ tons of people. So they need to find ways to market it to Americans, to people around the world, to try to get them to travel to this hotel and spend their money there. How do you do that? What is marketing now? Marketing now is influencers. Social media is going to be the main form of marketing. Newspapers, TV, all that shit is irrelevant at this point. The best way that people are, that anybody would have to market their business, advertise their business, is through social media, meaning influencers. So I don't know. Remember people were like, well, influencers are, it's dying. The bubble's going to burst. No, it's not. It's not because it's the new form of advertising. It's never going to die out at this point. This is the new form, social media. However, I think, (laughs) I think de-influencing is relevant. It's just, it's going to be a different type of influencer, but we'll get to that later. So it's very likely that the people who handle the advertising for this hotel opening also worked with Tarte to bring out influencers to the same location and line it up for the Beyonce performance. Because right after the trip was the Beyonce performance. Two things were happening at the same time. It was, oh my God, Beyonce got paid 34, I don't know if it was 24 million, 34 million, the, irrelevant. Over a million dollars is like, okay, it's tons of fucking money <laughs> to perform and have a private, quote, private performance at this hotel, new hotel opening. So right there, they probably got either free rooms or a major discount for these rooms for these influencers to go stay in. Now, I'm, I am I didn't look at every single influencer to see if they did like a room tour because usually if you see an, an extravagant room tour on a on a influencer trip, it means it was part of it was part of the um, deliverables and deliverables is the list of shit you need to do in your influencer contract with a brand, right? You have to deliver these assets of, okay, you need to do one room tour as a TikTok. You need to do five Instagram story slides showing the room, right? And, And make sure you say the name and post the location and that type of shit. So that could have been included, but with 50 influencers in one place, it really doesn't matter if they all do a room tour. You know you're going to see the room in the back and them being like, oh my God, the room. (laughs) Like, oh my God, the room is so nice. Like, you know that's going, it's like free advertising, but it's not free. I think they did in exchange for the room. So they either got a very big discount or free rooms because that's 50 fucking influencers. Put 50 influencers anywhere and it's going to go, it's going to get a lot of press. Because that's tons of content. And then it's also like they're going to Dubai for the first time. You know they're going to shoot tons of fucking content. You know they're going to have tons of fucking pictures. And just no matter how you dissect it, there's going to be so much content that now the hotel doesn't need to do on their own. Do you know what I mean? Because when you say, 
when you have, think about it like this, if you have a birthday party or a wedding, okay, think about it like a wedding. If you have a wedding, you need to hire a photographer, you need to hire a makeup artist, you need to hire the music, and you have to outsource all these things, and it costs thousands and thousands and thousands. The same thing goes for a photo shoot when you have a new product. But because of influencers, now you can outsource everything where you could send this one product to 50 people, and if it's good, they're going to create content with it. Do you know what I mean? So if you take 50 influencers to your fucking wedding, you're going to have tons of pictures, right? You're going to have tons of pictures from the wedding. Like you'll maybe not with you, but you'll have tons of pictures from the wedding. Obviously, it's not exactly the same thing, but I think you get what I'm trying to, what my point is, is that if you bring 50 influencers and you want your focus to be just being at that location and attract people to going, you bring some fucking influencers because they're going to look beautiful. They're going to do their hair and makeup. They're going to look like models. They're going to be taking pictures at the hotel and they're going to be fucking posting that shit. So this was like a win-win for both, for Tarte, the, for all. Tarte, the influencers, and this hotel and Dubai. Okay. So right there, I think they saved tons of money. Now the flight, the Emirates flight. I think they also got a deal with Emirates because this is a thing as well. You may not know this, but what, or maybe you do, I'm not sure. A lot of huge companies and brands have a good relationship with airlines, even corporate jobs. Huge corporate companies will have like a deal with JetBlue. So whenever their employees need to travel place to place, they only fly JetBlue and they'll get cheaper flights, but it also it's like having a subscription service. Like JetBlue can always rely on their corporate accounts to pay a majority of the bills, right? So it's likely, Tarte is a huge company. They've been doing trips for so fucking long. It's likely that they have a connection or or an arrangement with Emirates. And that's how they were able to lock in all of these flights for 50 influencers. Hold on, I have to take a drink. <laughs> Ew, do you hear me swallowing? I try to like pull away from the micro, the microphone. <laughs> By the way, I'm so excited to be talking to you. Oh my God. I was looking forward to this. I just didn't have time to get it done earlier, but I was really excited to talk about this because it's almost like, you know, when you have your own like little special interests and you know, if you talk about it with somebody close to you, they're not going to give a fuck. <laughs> like they're just not going to care. I find that my podcast is... I get to talk about all the shit that I like don't get to talk about with anybody else, which sounds kind of sad, but it's like it's not as sad as it sounds. As well as Cher's TikTok, I fucking love that I have a little outlet that I could just talk about her and chow chows and being a dog mom all I want without pissing off or annoying people in my life. Like I don't really even post her on my personal Instagram as much anymore because I just have an outlet now where I could post all the content and talk about it all I want. So anyway. They probably saved a lot of money on the flights and hotels, okay? I, I'm telling you this, like, I know it's not a fact and I can't prove it, but I'm fucking telling you. There's no way they were just like, okay, what is it? They they didn't have, like, their manager go on to fucking Emirates and, and book with a credit card 50 fucking flights. That is just not how that happened. And same for the hotel. It's just not how that happened. Um, additionally, 
another part of the conversation was all these influencers weren't even using Tarte products. Like, did they even make any sales? Like, what did they, what did Tarte gain from this? Now, oh, what did I want to say? Okay, hold on. Backtrack for a second. TikTok girlies, like the newer, younger beauty influencers or just content creators on the TikTok app in general, the younger kids were like, oh my God, what an extravagant trip. Tarte has been doing this. These trips with influencers have been going on, okay? You guys probably know this though. We remember like when Desi Perkins and Katie would go on a trip, like you remember all this. Trips have been going on. There was like a big boom of all of these trips because there was a period where it really did work as marketing. And before influencers, they would send editors on trips. It's like schmoozing. It's like a way to get the people in the press to like you. Like if you, like back in the magazine days, if you wanted Vogue or 17, 17, right? Or Cosmo, if you wanted them to write about your new mascara, You need to fucking get to know them. You have to get to know the actual girl behind the one writing articles. You have to get to know the editor, the person choosing the items. Okay, like these are the top beauty products like Allure. Like Allure always has its top pick products. Those are not the best products. Those are the editor being schmoozed to fucking write those products in. She she catches checks. She gets tons of free shit. She's living a very fun life. Being a beauty editor is so I used to want to be that it's so fucking fun oh my god it's so fun you get all of these perks especially if you're a girly girl right so that's really what these trips are for it's not necessarily to like promote something specific it's really to schmooze with influencers and or editors whatever it may be it's been happening for a very long time um so I I found it weird like nobody knew that Like, this was a surprise to some. I was thinking like, oh, yeah, this kind of makes sense. Like, you know, I mean, COVID's not over. We can discuss that too. But trips are opening back. Like, you can travel again. Restrictions get lower. Like, everything, it's never going to be back to normal. But it's easier to travel now than it was during COVID where when all of the trips stopped. There's also all new influencers. The OG beauty influencers who were, like, dominating YouTube, they don't want to go on these fucking trips. Oh, yeah. The questions of like, oh, how come this one didn't go? How come this one didn't go? Listen to me. Some people don't want to go. I'll tell you right now. Not that I was invited. <laughs> like, bitch, you weren't even fucking invited. I know. But I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't have went. I don't think. I would not have went. Especially to Dubai. I wouldn't have went. Have went. I'm a paranoid person. I know that's a whole big group, but that's like beyond what is in my personal toolbox and my energy levels because the way influencer trips work, it's very, I've done one, but it was more like, was it an influencer trip? Not really. It was more like work. I had to go to LA when I was um, a NYX global ambassador, which was a very fun time. That was nice. But I had to go to LA for that and it was work. So even though it was events and like schmoozing with people, flying from New York to LA, and having to go straight into work, like glam up, go talk to people. It's not talking like sitting on the couch with your, with your bestie and having a latte. No, no, no. This is like, hi, how are you? Like, oh my God, being so on and just exerting so much energy and trying to keep up with so many conversations while also being polite and trying to remember names and trying to network yourself. It's fucking exhausting, okay? Okay. I was so tired that trip. 
And that's what these influencer trips are. As soon as they land, they have something to do. As soon as they wake up, they have something to something to do. As soon as they there's activities, they, they keep you busy because that's how you get the content. Now, back in the day, I don't know how they did it for this trip. No one has mentioned it yet, but back with the OG influencers, there would be a list. Like you have to sign a whole contract before you go on the trip. And there would be a list of all of the deliverables that you have to complete while you're on the trip. So the brands will pay for the whole trip, right? They'll pay for the flight, they'll pay for the rooms and you'll get tons of free shit and they give you gifts. And like, instead of giving you a check for all the promotion, they cover the cost of the trip, but you have to provide content. And then the brand will own the rights to the content. And beauty influencers back then realized that it wasn't worth it that it would be it would have been more beneficial for them to been contracted for the content on their own dime meaning like take themselves on a trip and get content and then have a different contract where the brand is paying for Instagram images or a YouTube video than to go on the trip they were basically providing thousands of dollars worth of content just to go on a trip instead of actually getting paid. And then it was a whole week taken out of their job because with social media, you have to post, 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 post. So if you're not posting on a vacation or home working and emailing and networking and and getting the content up and editing content and shooting content and looking online for outfits to go with the next form of content, it's like constant, right? And to keep up with trends. So if you're taking a week off to go on a trip with a brand, you're also taking a week off from your own career for one fucking brand who is just paying for the trip and not the content. Are you following? Do you know what I mean? I feel like I could have explained that better. I'm hoping you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm j- I couldn't think of less words. I couldn't think of an easier way to put that. But basically, they figured out it just wasn't beneficial to them. I also knew that I was invited on a couple of trips because, you know, back then, people did care about my beauty content, Okay. <laughs> And I didn't want to go because one, I always had a full-time job. Listen, <laughs> always had a full, I was, I lived on my own. I had to do everything by myself. I was not just trusting the beauty influencer space. Okay. Two, after I went to LA and that wasn't like an extravagant trip. That was just like going to LA and going to the Knicks um, headquarters and doing like global ambassador stuff and learning about new products. It was really, really fun. But um, that was too much for me. And then watch, and this was also, you know, I was also coming, I was also still in recovery. Like nobody even knew when I was in LA, but I was really, really, really sick. I was not recovered yet. I was really sick and it was hard. It was hard for me to keep up. So I kind of knew like, this is not in my wheelhouse. Like I, this is not for me. And even now as a mother, <laughs> Tart wants to take me, I'm a mother now. I can't do a brand trip. Even now, I would be like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. Like, you could pay me for content. Happy to do the content. But I just, as beautiful as Dubai is, I would rather go on my own and experience it that way and do the things that I want to do versus having to network with other influencers. Not that I, I'm friendly, I, I, but that's what I mean. I could just network if I want to network. I could just make friends if I want to make friends. Instead of going and being like, you have to post this, you have to wake up at this time, you have to go ride camels at this time, like, bitch, 
don't work like that for me. <laughs> okay, it does not work like that for me. I do really well now. I feel great. You know, I'm doing so much better. But I also manage my own expectations. Like I'm also very aware of what I, I learned, what I can handle and what I can't handle and what's too much for me. But aside from me specifically, a lot of people know this, right? Like there's big influencers who will tell you, I'm not going on those fucking brand trips because it's really not worth it. It's so much time and energy and it doesn't really feel as fun. I'm sure there's people who have that type of energy where they're like, oh my God, that was so much fun. It'll it'll be an experience I never forget. But it's really not as fun as if you, you were going with your partner or your best friend or your family. It's not the same thing. The other side of this is do people even want to see these influencer trips anymore, which I have to agree with. I know that it's a great marketing opportunity. However, I just don't think it's going to land the way it used to, except it did kind of. So because of all of the press around it and all the questions of how did they pay for this and how come, oh, the other part was there was the only black girl, I believe, was Monet What's her name? Monet Michael. She's on TikTok. She's not on. Uh, she's on Instagram too, but she's a TikToker. Um, I don't. My demographic is like my age, so I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. Beautiful girl. She's younger. She's like 24, I think. Big on TikTok. Absolutely. She makes be- great content. Like she edits so nice. She's like. She reminds me of how Desi Perkins used to make content. Like super creative, super um, curated. Like very curated. You could tell she thinks about every little bit of the content she makes. She was, I think, one of the only black girls that was on the trip. Now, that is an issue because why did they only give this opportunity to lighter skinned people? It's just, it's a little bit like, were there no black influencers that you wanted to take? Like why? There's tons of incredible black beauty influencers who make great content like it's not a content thing it's not it's not a a people decline type of thing I don't know why Tarte did that in the past Tarte has released a new foundation where they made no they made like one or two black skin shades and it's just weird like it's like to me, it's yes, it's very racist. It's very racially charged and it's very controversial and it's wrong. And it's it to me, it's like fucking bizarre because it's like, what? Like, have you been are we on the same planet? Like, <laughs> are we in the same are black people in the room with you right now? Like, do you see them or not? Like, I don't understand. I don't. It's just so fucking weird. It's also weird to me because, you know, holy shit. Like, OK. Stop. You fucking know this is going to be brought up. Like, I would love to be in that meeting and just be like, you, why, why, <laughs> why? <laughs> like, would I have been fired immediately? Like, why? You know, because the other part of it is like, you know, people are going to bring it up. You know, they're going to say that. You know, they're going to fucking say that. You know, they're going to fucking say that. So why even do it? or not do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, would you think no one was going to fucking notice that? Of course they're going to notice that. It was so blatant because it's a thing like, okay, 
it's a thing if you've been, okay, think of it this way, because I don't want to leave like anyone out because I know everyone can relate in a certain way. But think of it this way, like when you go into a room and there's all men in the room, or if you go to a new job and there's all men at the job, don't you notice as a woman, it's the same thing. It's the same fucking thing. Like black people are going to notice if there's only white people on the trip. What do you think they're not going to like? Everyone's going to fucking notice that. So which part is it? Are you stupid or you just don't give a fuck? And if you don't give a fuck, that's a huge problem. It's a weird problem to have in 2023. Like, why do you still have a problem? That's weird. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? And I think that would should have been a bigger conversation instead of like, oh my God, it was so expensive. Like, what the fuck? And also the other part, which I can't believe nobody said this. I didn't see anything like this. I don't know why it wasn't brought up and maybe I'm missing something, but okay. I screenshot it because I don't want to get this wrong. Hold on, hold on. I don't want to promote misinformation. The, let me explain to you the laws in UAE. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender persons in the United Arab Emirates, sorry, the United Arab Emirates face legal challenges not experienced by other residents. Homosexuality is illegal in the UAE. Under UAE law, same-sex sexual activity is punishable by death penalty in compliance with Sharia Arabic people are like, bitch, I'm Syrian, by the way, (laughs) but I'm obviously like third generation and don't speak any Arabic. As of 2021, there are no known arrests or prosecutions for same-sex sexual activity in the UAE since at least 2015. Individuals have been prosecuted for related offenses under public decency laws for acts such as kissing in public or for cross-dressing, meaning transgender persons or just cross-dressing, but you know what I mean? It's fucking illegal there. And for, I just feel like for a beauty, a beauty brand where a beauty brand is so LGBTQ plus a whatever. I don't even know where the acronyms go at this point, but you know what I'm saying? A beauty, beauty brands are so it's so important to the LGBTQ community. It's so important. It's so, it's literally the way people get to express themselves if they want to wear makeup. As a, as a man who wants to wear makeup, there's, it's, it's a more inclusive space for people to get jobs. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like a very LGBTQ dominated space because It's a place where they can express themselves and also get jobs and be able to have a life, right? Why the fuck would you, why the fuck would a beauty brand do a brand trip to a place where it's illegal? (laughs) What the fuck? Like, I wish I could have been in the room, Tart. I mean, they'll never hire me me now, but this is what I do consults for. This is what I'm a consultant in. Marketing for beauty brands. What's like I'm the person that like addresses the elephant in the room of like, okay, wait a second. <laughs> so nobody, nobody thought about this, but that leads me to think, I think Tart was approached by the UAE. I don't think this was a Tart idea. I think this was pitched to Tart, and they jumped on it because they probably got, 
they probably couldn't afford a different brand trip. Excuse me. I'm taking in so much air. I think they couldn't afford a different brand trip. And this was the way that they were going to be able to do it. Because why the fuck would you take a beauty brand there? Why would you do that? Because you can't take any openly gay people. You can't take any boys in makeup. Like, so did they or did they not? Because I don't think I saw any boys boys in makeup and that's why, or any men in makeup, whatever. And that's probably why, because it's fucking illegal there. I don't know if you guys follow Gigi Gorgeous. I used to follow her a lot. Now she's like, I don't know, it's boring now, but I used to follow her and I loved her content. And she shared content about her transition from male to female, but she's also really funny. Like it's more than just about her transition. I just find that she's really, really funny. She's got a great personality. Um, if you like that kind of humor, like like offensive humor, like I I don't know, I like it. So I used to follow her. She went to, she was almost arrested in Dubai because she's transgender. That is crazy being detained. Have you ever been detained at an airport? I have been. I've been racially profiled, which sounds fucking insane. I know that that sounds insane, but we could discuss this another day. I am Syrian. And often when I'm, when I travel, I get pulled to the side and get everything checked, especially in different countries. It's a thing every single time. I, I don't like panic in an airport, but I do get somewhat uncomfortable. It's a little bit easier. I find that if you find business or if you fly business or first class, it's a little bit easier and it happens less. But if you fly economy, it happens way more. Um, so anyway, I feel like why the fuck would you even do that? It is so scary to be detained at an airport. It's so scary to be detained in a different fucking country where the laws are different. Okay. Why would a beauty brand take why would you why would you go there where it's illegal? If people want to go on their own journey, like if you want I don't I don't blame you for wanting to see Dubai. It's absolutely beautiful. It seems like an incredible experience. Like I want I want to go see it personally. But I wouldn't if I had a beauty brand, I wouldn't take like I wouldn't I don't know. I just it don't sit right. <laughs> I just doesn't I don't know. I thought that was very strange because so many LGBTQ, am I saying that the acronyms right? So many, right, in the community use TART, but yet you're going to cross advertise to collab <laughs> with a country that, or with a place that it's punishable by death to be gay. Or to be queer of any kind, I should say. It's punishable by fucking death. And maybe it says on Wikipedia that they haven't really prosecuted anyone since 2015. But how do you know that's true? How do you know that's true? You think they're going to put in the papers that they just killed someone for having a husband or a wife? You think they're going to put that? Like, you think they're going to promote that information while they're trying to get tourists over there? No, they're not going to say, they're not going to openly admit that. Come on. But still, that's very dangerous. I, I couldn't. That's the first thing I thought of. Like, wait, I thought <laughs> as soon as they as soon as I saw the tar trip to Dubai, I was like, wait, I thought. And then I looked it up and I was like, yeah, I'm right. You can't be gay over there. <laughs> Why the fuck would you bring a beauty brand? Like, I just I don't know. I think they just I think the reason they went is because I think they were invited to go. I think Tart was invited to go. And took it as like, oh, this is great. We could do a brand trip this start of the year. 
that's going to get so much press and we don't even have to come out of pocket for that. Obviously, they're going to come out of pocket. Like they probably had to pay for some things and it probably wasn't cheap, but I, it was not as expensive as people were trying to count it up to be. And I think it was more so like a cheap version to market themselves. And it worked because they would the conversation is still going on. And now the conversation moved to, well, did anyone even, was anyone even encouraged to buy from Tarte since this trip? And I would argue that they probably did. It probably didn't spike as many sales as they wanted because the influencers weren't using every single product Tarte. But that's another thing. You don't want to make it too curated. You don't want to make it too fucking obvious. You know what I mean? Like, ew. You don't want to fucking watch everybody just use Tarte now because they're on a Tarte trip. But it's also like, I think it's about delivery because I feel like if, uh, I feel like if, say, um, I would never go, but say if it was me, I would be like, I'm obviously going to use all the free Tarte stuff. Like they paid to fly me out here. I'm obviously going to use Tarte guys like in my video. Like, let's see what they got. You know what I mean? I think there's a way to deliver it, but I don't think they put, I don't think they gave these influencers deliverables. I think it was like, okay, if you want to come with us, come and, you know, post what you want. Just don't post anything disparaging, but post what you want. Like, no, no biggie. So in that sense, they had this, they had the mind to be like, okay, we can't force them to do anything, but you didn't have the mind to be inclusive. And then I was thinking, were they scared to be inclusive because it's the UAE? I don't know. I don't know. But I just, if I was in the room, if I was a consultant, I would have been like, no, decline. Just don't do a brand trip. Find better ways to market the brand and don't do a brand trip. Like pass on the opportunity. Let some other fucking brand go. Because even if you got press, the press that they got at this point was there was nobody black on the trip besides Monet. Um, there... They went to a place that is, it's still legal to be queer. And nobody bought anything tart. <laughs> like, I didn't, didn't make me buy anything tart. So the press was really not good. And then it's also uncovering when they were releasing a foundation and only made like two dark skin shades. So that's being brought back up on TikTok too. And then their response to that, I believe, was, well, we'll, we'll release them later, <laughs> like a fucking afterthought, which I always thought was weird as well. Like, it does not cost more. It is not harder. It is not more complex to make darker shades. When a brand doesn't make darker shades, flat out, they don't want to, period. That's it. If they don't make darker shades, they just don't want to. It means they don't want certain people in their brand, unfortunately, just like with designer brands, right? There's a reason Givenchy does not make those boots for wide calf because <laughs> they don't want us, meaning me and the other wide calf people, they don't want us in their fucking boots. There's a reason brands don't make clothing a certain size, like luxury, luxury brands, they don't make clothes to fit certain shapes and sizes is because they don't want us in their clothing. It's the same fucking thing. If a beauty brand does not make a certain shade of foundation, they don't want those people in their foundation. So I think this was a flop, even though they got tons of press. I think they should have passed. I think it was pitched to them. I do not think this was a Tarte original. <laughs> I don't think it was Maureen or the marketing department that was like, we should go to Dubai. I don't think that I don't think that fucking happened. I don't think anyone on their marketing team was like, are we doing another brand trip? I don't think that happened. I think they probably do have some really good 
employed people on their marketing team, but often you can have really good girls in PR, like really great talented people in PR and marketing, and it be completely steamrolled by the CEO or a director or somebody else higher up that's like, no, we're going to do this. And then what do you do? You fight back to your boss and lose your job before a recession where other people can't even get employed. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to do your fucking job and do what they say and find influencers to go on this fucking trip. Do you know what I mean? So I don't even think, I don't even think it was the marketing department or the PR girls that were like picking influencers and specifically didn't pick certain people. I think they probably did. And when they brought it to their managers and whoever's in charge of, what's the name? It's usually called brand director, meaning there's one or two people in charge of continuity, meaning like making sure everything is on brand. You've heard that before, on brand. It's not on brand. They make sure everything follows suit like, would Tart do this? Like they have to think of everything like, would Tart do this? So it's likely that, you know, the interns or the entry level marketing girls, the people who are like in the know and picking top influencers had a really great inclusive list. And when they brought it to their directors or the someone higher up who makes the final decisions, they got squashed because also the way the list works for bringing allegedly I have to say allegedly I wasn't there allegedly but I'm from what I know in the industry there's always there's always a team a list (laughs) okay there's always a list of people they absolutely want and then you make a second list because some people can't go and some people don't want to go or some people just like they're just not able to whatever don't have a passport blah 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 then there's a team B list. Okay, these people said no, let's go to the next group of people and see if they say yes. And then you keep doing that until you have a group of confirmed people who have a passport, able to travel, have the time, make great content. Like they keep going through the list. So the list probably took a few weeks to narrow down. Um, it was super smart for them to bring Alex Earl, but even Alex Earl, I, I follow her on TikTok, by the way. Even she was like, I'm so happy to be back home. <laughs> She's, she was like, I'm so happy to be back home at college. Which tells me that what I'm saying is true. That it probably wasn't as exciting as it looked. And it probably was really exhausting. And it probably was just a lot of work. And not being able to experience the trip the way you would if you went on your own or with family. And like really get to know the place. You're kind of just with the group. And doing that experience with the group rather than learning stuff about the country, you know. So I think that part's really weird. Like I would have been, if I was in the room, I would have been like, what the fuck are you, what are you doing? Why are you going, why are you doing this? (laughs) Skip over the trip. There's a bunch of other ways to market the brand on a budget in a successful way. Let's not encourage anything that's going to bring up the old news of how Tart did not make inclusive foundations in the past. Remember, we're growing from that. Like, where did that go? Remember, we're growing from this. Remember, we said we're going to grow and learn from the experience. Where did that go? Because you didn't grow and learn. <laughs> Remember, probably don't do a brand trip to a place where you can't even be inclusive. Do it somewhere else. Or maybe feed your own economy. How about that? Right? 
like people are struggling in this country. Is there a place you can go that would provide funds for for this for here for people who need it here? Or is there something you could do within your own community? Like, where is the TAR headquarters? Is there anything they could do within their own community that contributes? Because I believe that would get great press. Like, why don't they do something? I, I have tons of ideas. But the point is, I found it very strange. And I found it like they totally missed the mark. Did they get press? Yes. But I think if you have critical thinkers, if you have a following of people, which is the beauty community, if you have a following of people who actually give a fuck about community and inclusivity and just a basic moral code of being a decent human being, this didn't fucking land. Because it didn't land for me. But I've been saying that that Tarte Shape Tape sucks. (laughs) I was taken off the Tarte. I literally have a Tarte fan on my desk. It's years old because I was taken off of their PR list because I think that the Tarte Shape Tape sucks. I think it's good if you're under the age of 17. (laughs) I just don't think it's a good concealer past a certain age. I think that, you know, maybe I was just using it wrong. I don't fucking know. I'm tempted to try it again just to see if I'm right. But I personally stopped using it. I don't like it. I don't think it's for everyone. I think if you have perfect skin, it does a good job. And I think there's people who still like it because there's people who like, you know, their product and they don't try new stuff because they're a routine type of person. But I just don't think it's good. So I have said that before and they ripped me. I've been ripped off several PR lists because I've been honest about products for a very long time. So anyway, that's my take on this Dubai trip. I think that the issues were way bigger than just it's extravagant because people are kind of tired of influencers one, promoting overconsumption, like an influencer going on and being like, you need this concealer. No, you need this one now. No, you need this one now. It's getting exhausting and it's getting like, okay, wait, why? You know, there's a fine line between like enjoying someone and then like, okay, everything is a fucking ad and it's annoying. And I miss, you know, I miss just like when an influencer is coming up and they're really raw and it's relatable and people are getting really annoyed with the overconsumption and like, oh my God, you have to try this. And then you get it and it sucks. <laughs> so uh, I kind of agree with that. I definitely I definitely post like, oh, you need to try this and I'll, I'll talk about shit that you need to try. But listen to me, when I tell you I go through these thoughts in my head of like, what am I putting out? Because I wait to see if I actually really like something before I'm like, okay, yes, this is because I look at it as an investment. How many times will you need to purchase this product, right? Like if I, if I'm recommending something, how expensive is it? And if it is expensive, say the new face, because I definitely leaned into that and was like, I think you guys fucking need this shit, but I'll tell you why. The things that the new face machine, it's like this little device. I don't know if you've seen me post it before. The things that the new face machine can accomplish will keep you from getting injectables. Injectables are, they range from like 300 to thousands of dollars and they last a year, sometimes less, sometimes more, right? They could also destroy your face, 
there, it's also toxins on your, in your body. I've gotten injectables before. I've shared that before. And now I kind of wish I didn't get some of them. Not all of them. I like how, well, my Botox wore off now, but I do like how the Botox lo- looks and I do like how I did my lips. But I feel like I also o- didn't over inject. But I do regret getting jaw filler. You know what I mean? Like, but when I got the new face, it really changed the problem areas that I was experiencing without needing to get injections. It's, I think I found them on sale for like $115 during Black Friday. So it's $115. You could use it every day. You do not have to repurchase it. It's not going to wear off in a year. I've had mine for years. I've literally had mine for maybe four years now. And you don't have to keep repurchasing it. And you don't have to put toxins in your face. So I'll, if something is expensive, I will literally filter through the thoughts of like, okay, wait. Is it an investment or am I just promoting a fucking product and for not really thinking about the consequences of that or like break it down per hour, right? How much do you make per hour? So how many hours is this new face going to cost you? I'll think about it like that. And because the new face doesn't expire, it's a rechargeable device, right? You sit on the counter, it's not going to wear out. It's not gonna, It's not a technology like an iPhone where it needs constant updates. No, it's just a battery. You turn it on, you turn it off. And it actually fucking works. So to me, it was like, okay, this is obviously expensive. Please do not spend your money. If you don't have it, don't go into debt for this. But if you're interested in jaw fillers, if you're interested in cheek fillers, if you're interested in... Botox or getting a little nip and tuck. Try this first before you're spending tons of money injecting shit into your face and needing to re-inject because the fillers don't dissolve. They move. The fillers never dissolve. The fillers never. We can talk about this a different day and we can talk about plastic surgeries and the truth because listen, (laughs) I will fucking stress you out telling you the truth about a lot of stuff. But the Fillers do not dissolve. They move deeper into your fucking face and they cause lumps and folds in different places. The new face isn't going to do that. So to me, it was like sharing an investment. So I understand when people are like, it's just so many things. And like something I always say is take advice from people who you see yourself in. Like, please do not look at an influencer who has clearly done a lot of injectables, which I have nothing against. I've obviously done them. I'm obviously pro plastic surgery, but I'm not going to give you forehead skin advice fresh off of the Botox. Do you know what I mean? Like if my forehead is in its frozen state because of Botox, I'm not going to tell you a moisturizer removes wrinkles because it wasn't the moisturizer. It was the fucking Botox. Okay. Don't take advice from people who are clearly filled and frozen. Don't take skincare advice. Now, if they have acne prone skin and they found something that got rid of their acne, then yes, like that's what I mean. Critical, critically think about the influencers that you're following because in order for them to maintain what they do for a living, they do have to promote, like I do, I have to, I have to do brand deals, I have to do, and I've been on the internet so long that getting an office job is like awkward. Like sometimes they'll look me up and be like, actually, we're gonna pass. <laughs> so I'm kind of in really fucking deep, okay? Um. But I think there's a very ethical way to influence, you know, like I think that, I mean, a lot of people have a lot of shit to say about Amazon, but I think of it like everyone I know shops on Amazon. 
Like you're not going to stop. So if I'm to make lists of like all this, I buy mad shit on Amazon, especially because we moved last year. Like, oh my God, I'm still, when you go from a smaller place to a bigger place and you have more rooms to fill, sometimes it's just easier to like, let me just check Amazon real quick. You know, and especially getting a puppy, like so many things I buy for her were right on Amazon because I got to read the reviews and find stuff that works while I'm a new dog mom, mom trying to navigate this, right? So I think promoting some Amazon stuff is like, I don't think it's that unethical. It is, it's it's unethical, but it's not because it's like people are going to shop there anyway. So, so if I could keep doing what I'm doing, why not have an affiliate link? But I also think disclosing that's an, that it's an affiliate link is important um, because that wasn't happening for years. For years, people had no idea that they were buying shit off of like Jaclyn Hill's Sephora favorites, but all of her links were Sephora affiliate links. So she made commit, allegedly, she made commission from all of the shit she was promoting. Like some of those videos probably got her over a million dollars. Do you know what I mean? She didn't tell you that though. She didn't say like, maybe she did in some of them, but some of them I know that she never said like, oh, I make money off of each of these links. It came out later. So I think disclosing and giving people the option, like I'll post, um, me, the moral police, Tina does everything right. <laughs> I'm not saying I do everything right. I'm sure I still do things that are very, very wrong. But I, my point is I think about it. I do my best with it and try to do it the, the most transparent way that I can. So I'll post a screenshot of the name. Like, hey, if you want to go look it up, this is what it is. But here's also my link if you don't mind. <laughs> if you don't mind. Also, the Amazon links... I don't post enough for it to make any type of money. It makes like $20 a month. Like it's, you have to put, those girls who post Amazon every single day, they're making tons of money because they're, they're getting so many eyes on it and so many people to purchase that they're able to make like an income. But just casually posting the way that I do, it makes like 20 bucks. And I really don't post any of the shit that makes money. Like sharing the $10 beauty, those cheaper beauty blenders, it makes like a cent for every sale. <laughs> so I'm basically just doing it for no fucking reason. But I'd also, it's easier to provide a link. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like when someone actually puts the link instead of me having to go back and forth. Now I go to a fucking look at it. Just put the fucking link in your bio. So I, like, if you're going to talk about something or if you're wearing a sick outfit and you know you look good, that fucking link better be in the, in the bio because that's what I'm doing. I'm looking at it. I'm going to the bio to find it. Also, some of them Amazon videos, I found some really great stuff. <laughs> like I have, there's so many good things that I found from these influencers who push like their Amazon tops. Obviously, a lot of it is overconsumption, but when you actually need something and then you type it in and someone gives you a good recommendation, I, I kind of like that. I don't know if that's like good or bad, but I've already talked to you guys that I always go to like Marketplace, Goodwills, thrifting, um, I'll always look, there's also groups on Facebook. I didn't know about this, but it's like free groups where you're only allowed to post stuff that you're giving away for free. Like say if you bought a coffee creamer and, um, you don't like the flavor, right? It's just, it's not for you. You don't like it, but it's not expired and you don't want to throw it out and you can't return it. You could put in your neighborhood free group. Hey guys. And like, if it's your neighbor and you trust them and you like that flavor, you can meet up and give them the, do you know what I mean? It's like a, a community thing. 
and thrifting and Goodwill stuff and Facebook Marketplace is all very good for your community. So I do that as well. When I say I, I buy things on Amazon, I'm not like getting 40 packages a day like some of these videos you see. No, no, no. I mean, I basically just order my necessities like mouthwash, <laughs> like just basic shit. And then also electronic things like I found stuff um, for the podcast that I want. I found lighting. You know what I mean? Like work stuff, really. It's a it's an easy, a lot of stuff for share I find on there. It's like an easy place to find the things you need while also keeping track of what you purchased. Like if I forget the name of something that I used for her and I really liked, it's on my account. So there's a lot of convenience to it as well. And busy people don't have fucking time to go to thrift stores and Goodwill and like if you're working 40 hours a week and you got kids, I don't expect you to be scrolling fucking Facebook Marketplace to find the shit that you need. I understand that you're logging into Amazon and like, oh, perfect, it's right here. Let me order these wipes real quick. It takes two seconds, right? Like if you need something, but you're working your ass off, you got kids, you're busy, you're trying to do stuff, you don't have time to go to the store, you just real quick type it in. Oh, look, top seller, baby wipes. Let me just fucking, it'll be here tomorrow. So it's about convenience as well. And I just think there's an ethical way to be an influencer and recommend things versus like the, oh my God, what happened? Oh, there's a new scandal right now. We should talk about this then. Okay. Talking about ethics and being an influencer. <laughs> oh my God. And I've spoken about Michaela Nagara before. Am I a Perez Hilton? Like leave, leave this girl alone. I know, I know. I know that so many people talk shit about Michaela and like it's enough already, but <sighs> what did she do today? Okay, was it today or yesterday? Oh my God, I have to pee kind of. <sighs> what did she do? When was it? Okay, 22 hours ago, she posted an ad on her TikTok, her TikTok that has 14.4 million followers. She posted an ad for the L'Oreal Paris Telescopic Lift Mascara. And in the video, she very clearly used the mascara, cut out, put on very natural looking little wispies. Well, allegedly she did. We don't, she has not, she said she didn't, but it looks like it. In my opinion, it looks like she added falsies, like false lashes to the ends of her lashes to make the mascara look like it literally just added lashes to her eyelid, right? And obviously it went viral because people are like, wait, girl, did you just fucking add lashes and try to tell me that it was the L'Oreal Telescopic Mascara? And and, this, and if you scroll down to the caption, it's a fucking ad. It says L'Oreal Paris Partner. I don't know if it says ad on it. Hold on. Does it say ad in the video? No. It says L'Oreal Paris Partner. It's tagged L'Oreal Paris USA, and she stitched the video, meaning like she used someone else's someone else's video to create her video with. Oh my god! Please join TikTok so you know what the fuck I'm talking about. She stitched the video to make her own review. Both videos are an ad for the mascara, right? Okay, fine. It doesn't say ad anywhere on here, but it does say L'Oreal Paris partner, and. 
that means it's an ad. Like if I put partner in my caption, it means like they paid me to partner with them for the video, right? But I usually put ad. Or if I didn't put ad, I probably forgot. But like, I'll, I will tell you like, listen guys, they fucking paid me for this, okay? But it's actually good because I turn stuff down. I only do the shit that I like, <laughs> which costs a lot of, I lose a lot of money doing that. But I only do stuff that I've tried and was like, hold on. I love this. Like the Gussie hair straightener. I fucking love that straightener. <laughs> anyway, she, okay. So this is a fucking ad. So she puts the mascara on. You got to see it. It's on TikTok. She puts the mascara on. Very clearly she adds, I mean, come on. It looks like, I can't say definite, definite. In my opinion, it looks like she adds wispies at the fucking end. Everybody in the comments is like, girl. <laughs> Is the L'Oreal telescoping mascara in the room with us right now? Are the natural lashes in the room with us right now? Because they're not. Like, girl, that's wisp. Like, you put on fake lashes. And she is denying it vehemently. And she's saying that L'Oreal wouldn't even approve. Because when you do a brand deal, a majority of... Some of them are really chill. And, like, they're like, no, just go ahead and post it. We know it's going to be good. Most of the time, especially a huge brand like L'Oreal, you have to send it to them first for them to approve before you post. Because... They want to make sure you're not saying anything stupid because you're representing them, blah, blah, blah. So she's saying they wouldn't have even approved it if that was the case. No, I didn't do that. It's really the mascara. It's just I put on four or five coats. Oh, it's painful. Like, no, stop. Okay, I stitched a video kind of like somebody made a video like zooming into the lashes and it shows... It's so clearly fake lashes, right? I stitched it and said, what if this is part of the plot? First of all, I was high. <laughs> I was already so high because, you know, I do my little smoke at the night to help myself sleep and relax or whatever. So I was already, I already smoked for the night. Like I wait till Cher is asleep for a couple of hours. That way I know, okay, everybody's settled. I could smoke and be high and relax and whatever because I don't like to be high if she's awake and running around just in, you know mommy things so I'm already high as fuck when when I notice that this is going on I stitched the video and was like what if this is part of the plot though because you mean to tell me she did that and thought nobody would notice that it's fake lashes you gotta be fucking kidding me stop you fucking knew everybody was going to be like, another, another thing. Like you knew everyone was going to, you have 14.4 million fucking people. Like her, her average video views are in the millions. So you know your videos get millions of people inserting their commentary, looking at what you're doing. You know that. And you did it anyway. I said, what if it was part of the plot? Because... Now, tons of other creators and just people in general are going to keep reposting, dissecting. What is that noise? Is he home? Let me check. Reposting, dice. I don't really give a fuck. I'm just going to close the door. Reposting, dissecting. Oh, yeah, he is home. Let me close the door. Hold on. Oh, well, maybe I could pause for a second. Buying this mascara to prove that she lied. So, the, the oh, can you hear the garage? I don't know. So the mascara, 
look, Cher is looking at me because she's like, hello, bitch. Daddy's home. You have to come. <laughs> you better get over here. Daddy's home. She's looking at me. She's going to come marching in my room like, bitch, get over here. I think they knew that this would cause people to go out and buy the mascara just to disprove, just to disprove that it was not the mascara and it was the lashes because it did go viral. I want to know. Well, I don't know how we can check. Can you hear the fucking garage? Hold on. Let me pause it and come back. Hello. Hello. I had to take a break because my boyfriend came home early. <laughs> and I'm sure you know how it is, like, trying to do something, you know. So anyway, I just waited till nobody needed my attention. Um, where did I leave off? Michaela and talking about de-influencing and the lying. Okay, I don't even know if I got to... Okay, I think I was explaining what happened with Michaela Nagara, right? She posted the paid ad. She didn't write ad. She just wrote L'Oreal partner. Clearly, allegedly. <laughs> I just want to say clearly, like clearly it's a false lash. But I don't think legally you're allowed to just say that just because it's um, a paid advertisement. Anyway, in the time that passed, I was obviously on TikTok and checking up on the situation. A few things have happened since I was recording a couple of hours ago to now. So here are the updates. I didn't know that in the UK, it's illegal to use false lashes for a mascara advertisement. I saw a TikTok about it. As I watched the TikTok, I was thinking, I've seen this before. So I want to Google it. Let's Google it. Is it illegal to use a to use false lashes in a mascara advertisement? Oh eye cosmetic safety FDA mascara ads thick lashes fine print. The ruling concluded that Maybelline L'Oreal USA brand should discontinue the use of lash inserts in mascara ads or disclose their use. Yeah, I thought I heard this before because back in magazine articles, like remember Allure magazine, before, you know, when there was a lot of um, makeup advertisements and commercials, maybe it's Maybelline, like stuff like that. They would use false lashes in place of the mascara. Then there was a class action lawsuit because it's clearly misleading. You're not going to get the look of false lashes or lash extensions of any kind from just a mascara. People who have longer lashes will get amazing results from mascara, but mascara still can't add lashes to your face. Like it's just, that's just not what it's going to do. So they made it illegal in order to do that because it's super misleading. Now, as far as Michaela, I don't think Michaela responded yet. You know who did respond? Jeffree Star. <laughs> and I quickly, as I was like waiting to um, come back to recording, I posted it on the podcast Instagram at my big sister's podcast on Instagram. I posted what he tweeted. I'll just read it to you here now too, in case like that story expired or whatever. Jeffree Star tweeted, I'll be back to reviewing makeup products next week. 
these fucking bitches can't stop lying to their audiences and it makes me sick in capital letters. I'm reading it in his voice because, you know, well, if you've ever followed him or seen any of his content, he's super dramatic. So I'm thinking he's saying it like, I'll be back to reviewing makeup products next week. These fucking bitches can't stop lying to their audiences and it makes me sick. (laughs) Okay, am I a fan of Jeffree Star? No, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I was though. I actually met him. It was probably like, it was before I was an influencer. So it was probably like 2014 at IMATS. And I loved him from MySpace days. Like that's when I was a fan, like way before anyone even knew about exposing people. And I was very like, I was, I'm an ex-emo girl. Like I used to be emo. I used to be into everything that was rebellious and shocking. Like that was very me. I didn't really dress um, any specific way. I always dressed. I kind of always dress how I dress now, you know, like I think I, I used to wear things like um, a dress and dunks to school and, you know, I was still kind of girly and whatever, but I was into emo musics and the MySpace vibe. Like I loved MySpace so much. So I was a fan then, right? I think I even have a picture with him in my phone from like 2014. <laughs> Then when he started doing makeup reviews on YouTube, because he had his makeup line well before he started making YouTube videos about it. Then when I was watching his YouTube videos, I call bullshit on a lot of it. And I know there's a whole discourse of, well, he's the only one that does honest reviews because he's so rich he doesn't need to lie, which is very true. I'm sure that he is honest in a lot of the reviews. However, I just think that a lot of it is very... It's very phony, dramatic, just to get a rise out of people. Because if there's one thing Jeffrey knows how to do, it's market himself. He knows how to stay shocking in order to stay in the press, in order to stay relevant. Even if he's not relevant, he knows how to still have his name posted somewhere, right? He knows exactly how to inject himself into conversations. And I said weeks ago, I think he's gearing up to have another launch for his makeup line, I think he's gearing up to like kind of come back and get back in the beauty scene and possibly like post to TikTok and stuff like that and be in the beauty scene because he still does have Jeffree Star Cosmetics. And I think the last of like his career, he moved to Wyoming to have a yak farm, which I have another theory about. I think that was more so to do with taxes and to have another outlet. Like, I don't think it's I don't think he took a financial hit from being canceled, by the way. I really don't. I think that California takes so much ta- so many taxes out that a lot of people left the left the state, especially if they had money. And I think the people that stayed figured out a different way to alleviate their taxes. I think and if you do move and even if you do um even if you have homes in two different places, and I think in some states, or maybe this is federally, you have to be there for at least six months or something. Anywho, I think he's gearing up to get back into the beauty scene. And I said this weeks ago when he was tweeting all that crazy shit about the Illuminati. Like, I think he's just gearing up to, to try to be relevant again. And this was a good opportunity. If you're, listen to me, Everyone who responds with their moral policing of like, I can't believe Michaela lied. It's very disheartening to the influencer community. Listen, baby, some of that is just 
because you will get views talking about it. There's people who will talk about it just because it's it's like fun to dissect. I think like myself, like I love talking about theories and really like critical thinking skills. I love to unpack and I can't shut the fuck up. So <laughs> you can't ask me a question and expect me not to have a lengthy answer. I do my best, but I just can't shut the fuck up. So there's, there's, you know what I mean? There's two different things happening here. So some of these influencers are just responding because they will get views and then people will attach to them like, oh, look at this influencer. She's honest. She wouldn't use fat. Like it's a lot of moral policing, a lot of fucking, you know, it's a lot of fucking bullshit. Jeffrey is not new to this. He knows that too. He knows. He knows that if he injects himself right now to be like, I'm back. These bitches are lying. Let me let the truth teller come back and review makeup. He knows what he's doing. He don't give a fuck that Michaela lied, please. Oh my God, why would he care? He's all the way in Wyoming on a yak farm selling yak meat and doing God knows what. You think he gives a fuck that Michaela's lying on TikTok? His career is way bigger than hers. He has tons of businesses. He has businesses that people don't even know about. He has private investments. His money is long, okay? He multiplied that so quickly because he's unfor- he's very smart. You can hate him, but he's a really, 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 really smart person. You could be a bad person and still be really smart, and that's exactly what he is. He put his money in all the right places. He's doing very well, okay? He don't need to be involved, but I think it's a want. I think he likes to be in the beauty community. I think he laid low to just like regain and you know, sell sell people the bullshit of like, I took time away and did a lot of self-soul searching. You know what I mean? But I, I'm sure he wants to come back because it's part of his passion and it's fun. And it's, and I think when you, I think people who have, who were so famous at one point, it's probably a little bit hard to let go of that, whether you're wealthy or not, you know? So this is just another opportunity for him to to upload a new video and be like, I'm back, bitches. (laughs) There's also, this might be disappointing to people who really want him canceled, but there's a lot of people on TikTok who are like, I know he's a bad person, but he was really honest with his reviews. Like there's a lot of people low key cheering for him. (laughs) I think that my prediction for Jeffrey is I think he'll come back and I think he'll find a new a new way to gain following because polarizing people don't get canceled. Like that's just part of the reality. Polarizing people, you can cancel them as much as you want to. But the thing with someone who is so, people who have such a strong opinion and a strong personality, there's always going to be people who like the underdog because a lot of people can identify with being the underdog. There's just too many people that see themselves in him, that feel seen by him, that are different. You don't have to look like him or be queer in any way. Is queer a bad word? For, to my knowledge, I think it's a, it's like a safe way to cover all the bases. If it's a bad word, let me know. I won't say it again, but it's, it's a lot of people can identify and a lot of people feel safe with his identity outside of maybe the poor choices he's made because he's always been true to himself and a lot of people love to root for the underdog because so many of us feel like black sheep in the family feel 
ostracized, feel othered, you know. So when you find other people who, like when I did, when I was when I was like on MySpace and Love Jeffree Star, I felt so othered for so long that finding other others is comforting. And that's always going to be the case. So when he comes back, when he makes a YouTube video, when he makes TikToks, people can read him the riot act over and over again and try to cancel him. There's always going to be a group of people who are going to root for him because they need someone to root for them. It's like projection. It's like, I wish I had people to root for me as the underdog. You know what I mean? So I think it's interesting that he's using this situation to come back. It's like divine timing because prior to Michaela even posting in this ad, I noticed that there's a lot of people like missing Jeffree Star, like a lot of, because my TikTok is all beauty community shit. I mean, there's more, but you know, a lot of beauty stuff, a lot of relevant beauty takes and a lot of people have been saying, I know Jeffree's bad, but I really miss his honest reviews due to this de-influencing. People are exhausted by what is real, what is fake. Oh my God, I have heartburn because I just ate hummus. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have, but I go so long without eating that, you know, whatever. Um, a lot of people have been wanting somebody raw and honest to come forward. Here's the other thing though, and this is getting me a little annoyed. <laughs> Here I go. I'm narcissistic. I'm making it about me. I've been honest for years. The only difference is I'm not really a viral creator. I'm not really big outside of what you see. So, and I'm not, I never posted that much content, but there are, my point is there are honest influencers. They're just not viral. He's the only one that made it really, really big, but there's tons of people who are honest about the products that they try. It's just who you pay attention to or not. Like, I've been doing this. And I know there's some of you listening that are like, oh, yeah, I remember you being, you've always been honest. I've always said, this is good. This is not good. Don't waste your money. Get this. This kind of sucks. Or I just didn't mention it at all. There's tons of viral products that I never mentioned, like the Charlotte Tilbury. <laughs> you never heard me mentioning that. Um, what's another viral? Oh, I'm, I should make TikToks about this. <laughs> There's more viral products that I've never mentioned and chances are I didn't buy it because I never thought it was worth it or I did try it and it was not good. Like I remember specifically NARS came out with a mascara. It was like the, was it called Audacious? It was a viral mascara and they did a brand trip. Every top beauty guru was talking about this fucking mascara. They sent it to me and I turned down a brand deal with NARS because the mascara sucked. <laughs> it was so bad. And I couldn't understand why everybody was, they were ranting and raving about it. I, and I remember I tried it twice. I was like, well, I have to try it again. Because what the fuck? It sucked. It sucked. They were getting paid for it. And they were ranting and raving about it. But there's also professionalism to the job where it's like, do you cut off all of your resources if you're honest about product reviews and then it's also I kind of believe in the thing of like if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it a lot say it at all I personally don't feel like every single negative opinion needs to be said if it's not productive do you know what I'm saying like I don't like okay for an example if I'm wearing a pair of shoes and then somebody near me is like oh those shoes are disgusting it's like okay <laughs> one I didn't ask and that was very unproductive like what is that going to do? 
clearly I like them. So thank you for inserting your opinion, even though I didn't ask, nor do I give a fuck. That was just rude for no reason. I kind of follow, that's one of my personal moral codes. So, so I do kind of steer away from like purposely going on the internet and being like, this product sucks. Obviously now it's a trend to do that. And I understand because people are so exhausted by the overconsumption of too many beauty products and every everybody raving about the same thing and stupid products going viral. Like, are these things really good? I get it. But for me, I if I don't love something, I just don't really talk about it. Like if I'm not talking about someone, if I'm not posting something, if I'm not buying something, it's probably like, for instance, Road, road Skin Beauty. I'm obviously... Is it road skin or road skin beauty? I don't know. Obviously, I'm super into skincare. I'm always posting about skincare stuff and sharing what actually, that's another thing. It takes time, like brands want you to post skincare the next day. Like I'm not gonna know if it's good until a month or two to see results. So anywho, road skin I never bought from. I don't like their business practices. I don't like what they, they had a whole situation where a smaller fashion business was called Road and they were doing well, but they obviously weren't as big as Hailey Bieber and they didn't copyright their name in the cosmetics uh, category. However, when it comes to social media, for Hailey Bieber to have a brand called Road and then this small fashion business who is doing okay, but they're just, you know, they're not, a, they're not Nordstrom, like, they're not Fashion Nova, but they're they're a really inclusive fashion line that was like practicing sustainability with clothing. Like they were doing a lot of good things, but they're not Hailey Bieber. So when Hailey Bieber drops a beauty line or a skin line called Road, it's going to wash out this small business. And they had proof that Hailey was aware of Road, the fashion line. Because I believe they like reached out to buy the name or something like that. And then Road rejected it and was like, no, it's ours first. We spent years. Listen to me. And I have to talk to you about this because I've had an experience like this. It costs so much money to trademark something. And it costs so much money to just build a business and packaging and branding. It's not cheap, especially if you want something to be of value if you if you want something to to look professional it is so fucking expensive so i can understand a small being business being like no like i'm not rebranding now it takes so much time and money and resource it's just it's too much it's not worth it obviously Haley dropped her line anyway she now she has road skin and we never hear about this fashion line to me i just feel like I have a hard time with nepotism. (laughs) I had a hard time with people. This is like a self journey, but I have a hard time with people who are super privileged, like, or just kind of taking that privilege privilege and not either not being aware or being tone deaf to it or not, or kind of steamrolling because they have that privilege. And obviously these are just ways of life. Like there's nothing you can do. But to me, I just feel like it, it just didn't sit right with me. Like, I can't purchase from her knowing you just destroyed somebody else's dream when she could have, she could have easily rebranded and picked a million different fucking names. It could have been called fucking anything else and done all the same branding as in font and colors and choices. 
with just a different name and she still would have made millions of dollars. But this brand, the smaller one, wouldn't have been as successful rebranding, right? Because they don't they don't have a huge celebrity face backing them. So it's like it's just morally, it just it just doesn't feel right to support them. So I'm one of those people that truly thinks about where I'm purchasing from as best as I can. I know, like, bitch, you buy from Amazon. Listen, I know. It's hard to differentiate, but it's like, if it doesn't serve me, like, Road Beauty, like, they're just another fucking skincare line. I actually don't get the hype around it. But anyway, that's my point. If I don't love something or feel like I should purchase it, I just don't really talk about it. Because what is trash talking them going to do? Haley doesn't give a fuck about my opinion. And it's not productive. However, we are in a place of de-influencing. So I don't know. Maybe I will be sharing negative opinions. (laughs) I am going to start a series on my TikTok, though, because I still do get PR. And I'm like, what am I doing with all this? I still wear makeup and I still recommend things. But it's kind of not. I'm not being productive with it. So I think I'm just going to review everything that comes through my door. Whether it be pet stuff, beauty stuff, skincare stuff, clothing stuff nail things. I get PR from so many lifestyle things. I get PR from so many different places. I'm just going to review all of it. And honestly, because I used to not post, just not post the stuff I didn't like, even if it was sent to me, but now I'm going to do that. (laughs) I think that's going to be a series on my TikTok, like reviewing every single thing that comes through the door. So that's the update about Michaela. Let me check one more time if she even responded yet. And also, I'm getting a little bit... I sound negative, right? It's because I'm fucking hungry. I gotta go eat something. Um, To me, it's a little bit annoying watching everyone be like, oh my God, I I just can't believe she's lying. Like, have a different take. I posted me better than everybody else. I posted that I think it's part of the plot. I think she knew she would get caught wearing the lashes. I think L'Oreal knew. And I think it's part of the plot because now she's viral and this is like never ending right now. But people are saying, t- I posted a TikTok about it and somebody commented that um, it's good for the brand, but not f- good for her. And I said, I don't think so. Because again, just like Jeffree Star, you could hate Michaela, but there's still going to be so many people in her corner as the underdog because Michaela's always crying on her TikTok about her various different things that she's experiencing. Like she was crying about her wedding dress. She she cries about how she feels about herself. Like when you're so vulnerable on the internet about how you feel about yourself, people are going to ride for you. They're going to they're gonna see you as the underdog, even though she's not the underdog anymore. Neither is Jeffree Star, but they're, that's how it's, that's the type of response they will get, people cheering for them. So she's not going to be canceled. This will be another episode. I don't know if she's going to come back and cry about it. I don't know if she's going to come back and be sassy about it or if she's going to stick to her guns and say, no, I didn't add false lashes. If she was telling the truth, she should have gone on fucking TikTok live with fresh, clean lashes and done it again. Do you know what I'm saying? Do it on live then. If you're not lying, I know you, there are points in your day where you have no makeup on, get on live. And put that shit on and let me see if it looks the same. Do it on live. But she didn't do that. And I'm sure there'll be different. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a whole like mental health chapter to this. But I don't believe that it was the mascara. I've been doing makeup a very long time. And I happen to have long lashes. 
I don't believe it was the fucking mascara. There's no mascara that's going to make it look that way. What else did I want to tell you? And then I'll wrap this up. Um, Pam Anderson book is coming out next week. I believe I mentioned this before, but I'm very excited. I pre-ordered it for an, an audiobook because I have a little bit of trouble reading. And not that I, I can obviously fucking read, but books and reading, it just... It makes my fucking eyes hurt because I'm missing a portion of my visual field. But I also did order the hardcover book because I think it would be a beautiful coffee table book in my room, on my, on a bookshelf or something. Um, but I'm going to also listen to it on Audible. So I will take in the book and maybe we could talk about it if you're going to read it too. I'm really interested in her story because I think it's very overlooked. And um, what happened to her is a shame. I think a lot of what she experiences just a lot of like telephone, like people made up their own narrative and it really fucking stuck. She didn't release that sex tape herself. It was stolen from her. She was in love. Yeah. So I think the story, I'm really curious to see what she talks about and where her life has been in the past few years because she kind of like went, I think she went back to a farm and just, in Canada or something and just like wanted a peaceful life. But to me that looks like a trauma response like this seems like she had such an exciting life and was having so much fun and then all of this shit happened then she went back into hiding also I know that she really wanted to be an actress and that got destroyed by this sex tape being leaked so I would love to hear more about what she's doing in the meantime and I actually love seeing that she's getting a lot of support and big brands wanting to work with her in a respectful way and she's doing interviews I just can't wait to see more and I think there's going to be a Netflix documentary so if you are going to read the book, please let me know because I would love to talk about it. I'm probably, I'm going to listen to it as soon as it releases. I think it's going to be January 31st and then I'll have it on Audible and I'll start listening to it right away because I listen to all my books. Um, I also started listening to that podcast. It's like Celebrity Memoirs. It's a podcast and these two girls will will read celebrity celebrity memoirs and then talk about it and unpack it. I think it's pretty good. Their voices aren't my favorite. <laughs> it's pretty, but I'm sure my voice isn't anyone's favorite, but it's pretty good. I like their takes. I like that it's like a fast way to read a book. Maybe if you were curious about a book, but you didn't want to essentially read the whole thing. It's like a night. I like things like that. Like, give me the short version. <laughs> but I am going to actually listen to the Audible of Pam Anderson's book. I forgot what it's called. It's probably in my Amazon or something. Um, What else do I want to tell you? Oh, and then we'll wrap this up. Two more things. Julia Fox's apartment. Julia Fox did an apartment tour. She has a beautiful apartment in the city, but the apartment is basically just not the most aesthetic. And I love that she did that. I think the fully aesthetic homes, listen, I'm on the side of de-influencing and I know I'm a content creator, but I fucking hate the over-curated. I fucking hate it. Everybody I follow is super raw, messy, not curated, on the fly. You know what I mean? Not over-edited. I like that. I'm really, really over the curated needs to be perfect, but I've kind of always been that way. Like I've never been the person that has to... My hair has to be done. My makeup has to be done in order to leave the house. I look scary, okay? I don't need to look anything when I leave the house. I look awful. (laughs) Sometimes it's alarming 
how comfortable I am leaving my house looking so fucking disheveled with frizzy hair and blotchy pale skin and just super unattractive. And I've always been that way. So I really appreciate it in others. It just feels more real to me, more authentic. So Julia Fox did this home tour and people are just going insane about it. Like, oh my God, she's just like us. And the house is basically a mess, but I don't think it looks dirty. It just looks like she's a mom who doesn't have time to keep the house tidy all the time. If you have kids without a nanny, without housekeepers, it's fucking a lot of work to keep a house clean. Even just me and Cher all day, like <laughs> if it's, I'll put her toys away. Two minutes later, they're all over the floor. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine how much worse it is with kids. And that's what her house looks like. And I think it's charming. Her apartment. I think it's charming. She sleeps in her living room. Her kid has a bedroom. She made sure he had a playroom. Like, she just has a bed in her living room. She don't have a couch. It's very charming. And some of it I felt like was a little hammy. Like, she was talking about, I don't need $30 million. I hate seeing overconsumption. And I hate seeing the hoarding of wealth. I think some of that might be pandering. I'm a big fan of Julia, by the way, but I think some of it was a little pandering. But maybe it's not. I mean, who's to say? Maybe she does genuinely feel that way, but I just feel like she's so passionate about being a mother. It doesn't, it's like a little contradictory that you mean to tell me if you couldn't make a couple million you wouldn't take it. Yes, the fuck you would because it would provide a better life. And who's, listen to me, someone gives me $30 million or more because she says something like that. Like, I don't need $30 million. Listen to me. If someone wants to give me $30 million, I'm fucking taking it. (laughs) In heartbeat, don't even need to think about it. I'm taking it. It's what you do with the millions. You can make, don't let people tell you that money is evil and you don't need money for happiness. Um, Money absolutely equals happiness because it means you can provide freedom. It means you can provide safety. It means you can provide health care, proper nutrition, like it medications. It absolutely, transportation, it absolutely equals happiness. Think about how many people you could help if you had all of those millions. So some of what she said was a little bit pandering to me because like, girl, what? Critical thinking skills. You could do a lot of good... If you're a good person and you get millions of fucking dollars, you could do amazing things with that money. I already have a list, okay, baby? I already told you. I have a plan and a list to win the mega millions. I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) I know who I'm going to help. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly where I'm going. Like, and a lot of it has to do with helping other people. So I just felt like that part was contradictory because you could be a millionaire and do great things. The people who have millions and don't do great things, that's on them. It just means that they, you know, they're greedy. They don't fucking want to, but you could choose to. Um, what did I, I had one more thing. Oh, okay. A friend sent this to me, but I already did see it. TikTok admit to that th- this thing called heating. So basically, there's people in the TikTok building. Where the fuck is the TikTok building? But I guess there's people somewhere in China. I have no idea. There's people in the TikTok building. Like an actual person can choose which videos go viral. So it's not about if someone's talented. It's not about if someone just has tons of people who love them. There's literally a person who could decide how many eyes see your video. If I was... 
a fucking viral influencer right now, I would be like, damn. <laughs> like, I thought I was... Di- like, basically, Charlie D'Amelio went viral because someone at TikTok chose for her to go viral. Do you know? Like, the people who go viral all the time, someone's choosing it. And I'm sure there's... I think two things happen at once. I think that there is a natural algorithm already in place because it's too obvious. If I even talk about something, it's going to be on my For You page. So therefore, there's an algorithm happening, right? But I think in addition to it, just like the YouTube... YouTube does this as well, by the way. Just like YouTube, there's a person who's like, this one, let's make this go viral. Like they have a an orga- they have um, an algorithm in their simulation, right? In their computers. And then they also have human beings who curate the feeds as well. So I think both happen at the same time. Um, and I don't know why you're even shocked by this. If you didn't know, YouTube does the same thing. So YouTube has their own algorithms, right? But they also have a people who can who choose who gets on the YouTube trending page. And when you get on the YouTube trending page, you see way, like you're in front of way more users. Like they have billions of users, right? So if you're on the fucking trending page, you're guaranteed millions of fucking views because you're in front of people who see it, right? There's They have their own algorithm and then there's people who choose to put you on the trending page. Instagram never admits to this. I have a feeling Instagram does the same thing. I think their algorithms broke and they didn't know how to fix it. Um, And I think that they also have human beings who choose, who they can choose to move up in the ranks. And I think these human beings also control who gets a verification, blue badge. So I think it's on every platform except for Twitter because as we all witnessed, (laughs) it's not funny, but Elon fired everybody. So... Who the fuck is doing the trending? And tweets aren't really... I don't, Twitter's a fucking garbage fire right now. It's a total mess. So I don't know even know how their fucking algorithm works. But I know for those other platforms, that's how it works. So this is not really new information. It's already been happening. And you either didn't know about it or it wasn't confirmed to you. But I can confirm to you, this is what YouTube does. Instagram, there has been no confirmation of that. But I feel like it's very fucking obvious though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's super fucking obvious what makes it on the explore pages, what makes it viral and what doesn't and who gets verification badges. One of my friends, does she have one yet? Let me check. She needs a verification badge because she gets, she's gorgeous. So she's got, she gets tons of, no, she doesn't have one yet. She gets tons of fucking people catfishing with her images. And these people scam other people out of money And she has told Instagram time and time again, like, listen, whatever. Like, it's not because I think I'm a celebrity. It's that people are dumb and they don't know which is actually my page and who is using my images. And Instagram doesn't give a fuck. They don't respond. They won't give her the badge, even though she's got tons of fault. Like, it's it's really a shame. But then there's people where you're like, I don't even know who the fuck this is. And they have a verification badge because it has to do with who you know. And if your name is in the press, I think, like actual written articles, which is like a really dumb fucking way. If if someone's making multiple of your account and catfishing, they should be able to verify your fucking account so that way other people don't get scammed. They're going to catch a fucking lawsuit one day for being dumb about that. I do. I think that. I think they'll catch a lot. I think Instagram will be sued for not verifying certain people. 
Is that all I have? All I have? I think that's all I have for you. Yes, I think that's. I think I got everything. Oh, the only thing I didn't talk about was the Google layoffs and tech layoffs. Um, why did I skip over that? Ugh, I guess because it's so disheartening. If you're in tech, if you're in tech and you lost your job because of the Google layoffs or any tech layoff, I'm so sorry to hear that because it's really unfortunate. There's a lot of theories going on, and I know some conspiracy theories could be so hurtful to the people who are impacted of why there's major layoffs. Either way, it's very unfortunate. Um, yeah, I think that's why I didn't want to talk about it because I have a theory, but I, I don't want to be offensive because I don't know if any of you are in tech and lost your job because it's really fucked up. I mean, the way these people found out was they got an email at night and or like super early in the fucking morning before they even had to be at work. And if you didn't check your email, the email would have told you if you got laid off or not. And if you didn't check in, you just went to work because you're not checking your email to, till you're at work, which is something I would do. When I had an office job, I did not check my work email at home. I have very clear boundaries of what is acceptable. And I think if you're not getting paid for your time, you don't need to check your work email unless you're like on salary or something. And I wasn't. So I would never check my, I didn't even have my work email on my fucking phone. I couldn't check it unless I was in the fucking building. (laughs) So, and I'm sure other people have those boundaries for their mental health. So if you didn't check your email from Google, if you got laid off or not, and you just went to work, people were not finding out that they were laid off until they went to scan their badge and their badge was declined and they weren't allowed in. That is fucking devastating. Like no manager talking to you privately with like a severance conversation, nothing. They went to work. They had their little badge like, happy Monday, scanned, er, denied because they've been fucking laid off. That is so upsetting. These are people, these are people's livelihoods. That's how, that's how they make a living. That is devastating. And then I saw someone's take of how representative of America that is. That if you, you don't even know you got laid off because you didn't check your fucking email on the time that you don't get paid. Insane. Very disheartening. So if you did, if you're one of those people, I'm really, really sorry. And that's fucked. Um, And we'll see what happens. I mean, there's so many theories about why that happened and how they should have done it and are they going to hire people back because they're high at the same time Google is hiring I mean I have no idea but I hope it all works out I mean I don't know I know we're heading into a really dicey place in the world and I don't really I try not to discuss the really important stuff just because we you know we don't want this is like a safe space like I don't want to fucking think about the heavy shit I know I don't either and I'm sorry but sometimes it's going to align with pop culture where we where I kind of need to touch on it just a little bit um, and just remind you guys of where I, I mean, what could I fucking tell you? I have no idea. I have no idea. But my condolences to anyone who was possibly laid off. I don't know if any of you are in tech. All right, guys, I'm going to go eat now. I'm going to post this as soon as I can. I'm sorry that it's late. We're working on it, though. I'm making changes. I'm doing things. I'm trying to get it all together. Um, Let me know what you want next week. I think we're going to do unpopular opinions. Somebody suggested it on my Instagram stories. And I still want to do Am I the Asshole? Let me write that down. 
Am I the asshole? Because I keep forgetting. Let me know what you want first. And then, of course, in the meantime, if new topics come up, what did I want to talk about? I wanted to talk about something. Fuck, I forgot. I wanted to do just a singular episode on one topic and I forgot what it was, but I'm sure it'll come back to me. But of course, always let me know what you want to do and then we can do that. If you want to do Am I the Asshole and I'll set something up. Um, But I think definitely for the next episode, we're going to do Unpopular Opinions and some of you already wrote some in. They're so funny. I was saying, why would you want my fucking unpopular opinions? You already know you're going to get pissed off and I'm not going to fight with you about it, okay? So if you want unpopular opinions, be prepared for unpopular opinions. And let me, I'll, I mean, I'm not going to say obviously the atrocious ones, but I am going to be very honest and transparent about it. So let me know what you think. Sorry, this one's late and it's a very long one. I hope you're having a decent fucking week. Um, it's rainy and shitty here, so I'm pretty miserable at the moment. <laughs> All right, guys, stay well. I love you. We'll talk next week.